Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Desher. We are live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. And Brooke, the Flyers are on another good run. They're looking (laughs) very good. Uh, They've won four straight, had another headline type of win in Denver against the Avalanche. They won by three goals, five to two. And I think everyone's wondering, are they really rebuilding? Uh, are they really rebuilding when they're winning and starting to maybe look like they can make a playoff push? Mm-hmm. Are you okay that they're winning in a rebuild? Do you think anything changes here? I almost tweeted after the Avs win the other day, and I was like, man, that rebuild was quick and fun, ready for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right? Good rebuild. It was just, yeah, it was nice, quick. The Danny Briere is kicking butt right for now. 20 games. <laughs> I just think it's, it's, it's awesome, and I just... If you want them to be actively losing, you're you're not. No, it's that's not going to happen. It's it's clearly not the case. It's not the mentality that the team had going into this season. They weren't going to run the risk of of losing time and time again if they knew that they have an opportunity to push. And right now, they're pushing. They're fighting. From November first, they've accumulated the most points in the NHL. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Like <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's crazy. And yes, we. Uh, I'm thinking back to when we. I mean, more me than you harped on the team collectively after they lost in San Jose against the Sharks, the Sharks' first win of the season. And I was like, man, like that's just not what I was expecting this year. And from that point forward, they've just kind of shifted into this whole new gear. And yes, they've had a couple of little skids, but. The most exciting part is that, you know, th- they're bouncing back from it all. Like, they're not kind of, you know, feeling sorry from this, for themselves and letting it be and being like, all right, like, it's a rebuild year. Let's just chalk it up to being a rebuild. They're figuring it out. They're playing well. And it's it's not like it's, oh, they, they, they squeaked out a win. Like, these are commanding wins. They're fun. They're dominant. Uh, Using the word dominant to describe yeah. the Flyers this year was not on my bingo card. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's been great. But but how are you feeling, Jordan? Like, I just, oh, my God. Like, I feel I'm really excited. I wore my, my new era of orange sweatshirt today. <laughs> You're in the Flyers mood. I'm, I'm locked in right yeah. now. I really am. No, they've, they've been a really fun team. And I think the progress is notable. And I don't think the Flyers at all misled people by saying they were rebuilding. They, I think, are still rebuilding. Uh, to me, they have not uh, gone away from that. 
they've backed up what they've been saying from day one. Danny Briere said it in March when he had the interim tag that this was not a fire sale. He didn't think they needed to blow it up, but he did say that they would be open to rebuilding. And the head coaches said it, the GM has said it, they don't believe in tanking. So they felt they could rebuild while trying to get better. Uh, so that's what's happening. Is it going a little faster than maybe some people thought? Sure. Yes. Is it, <laughs> is it a smaller sample size? Yes. Uh, it, we're over a quarter way through the season. It's not even mid-December yet, so we'll see where things go. But I don't think the Flyers misled people at all. Um, I think they can win while they rebuild, and if it goes faster, so be it. Not the end of the world. But, Brooke, in my eyes, they, they haven't disregarded the rebuild because they've played younger players. They've given those younger players opportunities. Um Tyson Forrester's played in almost every game. He's playing mm-hmm. on the power play. He's played on the first line. They didn't give up on him. Bobby Brink has played for the most part. Cam York is playing on the top pair, a, a young foundation piece. Like if the, if they were, you know, benching guys or sending guys down the Lehigh and they were playing vets over over youngsters, I would have a problem with it. But a lot of young players are making an impact and I thought they did what they said they would. They were going to support them with veteran presence and they have mm-hmm. it's not it hasn't been too much it's been just a good amount where i think the young players are playing well and the vets are supporting them and it's led to a 15 10 and 2 start yeah so i don't think there's a bad thing that the flyers are winning right now while saying they're rebuilding no and funny that you're saying there was a great mix of vets and you know younger guys because i have some fun little stats that i wanted to share with you today jordan let's do it i'm sure you already know them no. but i'm going to share them anyways i love stats let's so every now and then i just you know peruse and NHL.com and I'm like, let's see what's going on. Let's see some of these top guys in the league. I didn't realize that we would have had a player in every single category. I was like, ooh, ooh <laughs> this is really fun right now. Let's go. So we know that Konechny's leading the way for the Flyers right now. 16 goals best in on the Flyers right now. It's also top 10 in the league. It's like mm. great. We're I'm gonna have to touch on Konechny at one point on the pod today <laughs> because his season last year was severely under like played because he played 22 less games. Mm-hmm. He had over, he had 31 goals. He has the perfect potential. I'm going to talk about it now. He has Let's the perfect it. potential to be a star in Philly. And I think we finally need to open up that discussion of let Travis Konechny lead the way. And I think it was something that was talked about after the Avs game on uh, Flyers Post Game Live on NBC Sports uh, Philadelphia. Al Morganti was talking about how it was great to see how Konechny's developed into a veteran leader. Mm-hmm. You know, like seeing him develop over the past few years and how he handled himself and how he, how he spoke to media. And it wasn't me, me, me. It was mm-hmm. we. It was they. Like he was giving credit where credit was due. And, you know... He has that star power like quality as well. So just it's a really great balance and he's such a fun player to watch. And it's great seeing him get the credit where it's due right now. So it's great that Konechny's stepping up. He's like I said, he's top 10 right now. And I mean, players on top above him, Austin Matthews, Nikita Kucherov. (laughs) I mean, like this is top names. So put Konechny in that conversation right now. Yeah. He's, he's really great. So my little Konechny tandem is done. Um, <laughs> but you have Sanheim in the top 10 of all defensemen with assists with yeah. 17. You have Hart eighth in goalies across the board with goals against at 2.42. And his save percentage is at 0.919. Promising. 
the ability, everybody is praising Hart for what he's doing. And it's great. He gives the Flyers a chance to win night in, night out. And then you also look at the younger guys in rookie stats. Brink's top 10 in points Mm -hmm. with rookies in the NHL. He's got 13 points, four goals, nine assists. And then Forrester's in top 10 in goals with rookies with five. So I'm just like, this is is exactly what you wanted. It's a beautiful, beautiful balance of vets and rookies doing what they need to do. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. So those were my fun little, they weren't even fun stats. They were literally just statistics. No. <laughs> but I'm just like, it was a great balance. And I was looking at it today. Very and good I was balance. like, every single category right now is just click, click, yeah. click, click. For D, goalie, <laughs> young players. Um, the works. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Brooke, the one thing too, I think the Flyers said they wanted to do, and and they're doing it. Um, it's not like they didn't act like they wanted this to happen. Was they wanted to create identity? They wanted to create a foundation, a standard, and they have four wins over top ten teams. And to me, that all creates identity. It creates belief. Maybe those are cliches, but I think they are important in a rebuild. You have to eventually get these players thinking about how to win and believing they can win. And Wins in Colorado, uh, wins over the Golden Knights, wins over the Kings, um, Canucks. Those are four top 10 teams that they've beaten. And I think it gets younger players and older players believing that they can play with these teams. Uh, they understand what it takes to beat those teams. Those That's important for a rebuild. So I think that all, again, supplements a rebuild. It, it's not like they're totally disregarding it now. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a very good thing. I'm having fun. Brooke is having fun. <laughs> Celebrity cook Steve Martirano brings his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly. Enjoy Martirano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. Make reservations for Martirano's Prime on Open Table. Brooke, I'm curious for your thoughts on this, and I was thinking about it the other day. Now, I'm not saying this team is definitely making the playoffs, but it does remind me in so many ways of 2019-20, and I'll explain why in so many ways. One, 2019-20, the Flyers were coming off a really disappointing season mm-hmm. where they went through drastic change in front office, so they, they brought in new leadership. Uh, and then the next year, 2019-20, they didn't have expectations. Their, their all-season didn't elicit a lot of buzz. No one was really excited about it. Um, it was kind of just like a mellow off season and they came out and they got going in November, started getting, uh, you know, more wins in December and then they kind of took off. This team is in such a similar spot. Uh, 2019, 20, they were 15, seven and five this season, 15, 10 and two. And very similarly, they got new front office in the off season. Mm -hmm. They didn't have expectations, uh, had an okay off season in terms of just buzz around the league. We did. They did what we thought they would do. They sure. wouldn't be big players in free agency. They were not, uh, and they're starting to surprise some people. So I'm really wondering if they can have a 2019-20 type of year. Um, have you seen some comparisons there? Do you think they can maybe do something like they did that year? And hopefully, no COVID. No, to you just brought me back to the bubble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, I, I don't think in my years of existing (laughs) that I saw a team aside from the 2010 cup run. I don't think I saw Philly so optimistic about a flyers team 
because right before the pandemic shut everything down, my God, the flyers were on freaking fire. The hashtag analysis. <laughs> freaking fire. Freaking fire. And it was just, it was heartbreaking. And I was fully on board with the fact that if that bubble did not happen, man, I maybe there would have been a parade. I really, so I, if this season has any kind of indication like that yeah. going into like February and March, look out, everybody. Um, yeah, I just, it, now that you're saying it, it really does resemble yeah. the 18, 19, 19, 20 seasons, like based off of how everything's playing out. Yeah. And, I think something that's just working well for them is because they have no expectations, you know, like there's no pressure on them. There's no like, like, yeah, this team needs to make the postseason right now and, and fight like acknowledging the rebuild is, is cool. But every single player, every single coach, every single person in the front office that you talk about is like, we're not going to give up winning for a rebuild. You can do both at the same time. Mm. And that's exactly what is going on right now. So Man, listen, if we are playing important hockey, we. I <laughs> if they are playing yeah, important hockey. <laughs> I'm ready to go in towards Yeah. No. If <laughs> first line center. I'll just I'll just stay in the press box. No. <laughs> if if this team is playing important, meaningful hockey in March, if they are vying for that second wild card spot, heck, they may be in the second wild card spot pushing for like that top one. Yeah. You don't really know what the situation is going to like what what's gonna happen, but if it does, who cares about what order they're gonna pick in the draft? It is a stacked draft defensively this this upcoming year. They already have two picks. Who knows? Like they might be sellers at at the at the trade deadline. They might get another first round draft pick. Who's to say they won't just bundle them up and move up and grab whoever they want in the draft? That's all hypothetical. They're playing right now. Let them play. Let them win. I want playoff hockey in Philly, Jordan. <laughs> I don't care if they pick tenth overall or eighteenth overall in the draft next year. <laughs> I'm not a draft. I mean, obviously, I'm in like into, into the draft, but I want them to win. Yeah, let them win. Let us have fun. I need everyone to stop pooping on the party <laughs> of of everyone enjoying the Flyers doing well right now. I think February will Dying. be the craziest <laughs> month in my opinion because. It'll definitely be a telling month, just like it was last year. Last year, the Flyers kind of hung around. February did not go well, and they were who we thought they were, uh, to use that old clip from the, I think, the Minnesota Vikings head coach. <laughs> or, no, Arizona Cardinals head coach. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we are who they thought they were. Um, but Thank you, Ben. Yes. <laughs> ben Barry helping me out there, our podcast producer. But in February, we'll see where the Flyers are going into March around that trade deadline, because uh, that's where it's going to get difficult for Danny Briere. He was on our broadcast, Brooke, before mm -hmm. Saturday night's game. He talked with Jim Jackson and Brian Boucher. That interview is on our social media feeds. It's on YouTube, and it's on our website as well if you want to catch, uh, catch that interview. And Danny Briere said the, pl the plan hasn't changed. Uh, the plan has not changed. They are still thinking about the future. They want to build teams for multiple runs, not just one. But what do they do come the trade deadline if they are very much in it um, how much do they have to be in it? Or like, if they're a fringe playoff team, are the Flyers still going to think sell in future? Or are, if they're fighting for second or third place and they look like this, this season could be something, 
I mean, you don't want to throw a major wrench into the locker room by trading off key guys that helped you get no. to where you were. So I think those are going to be delicate, tough decisions for Danny Briere and the whole front office because some of the trade candidates are guys like Nick Sealer, Sean Walker, uh, Mark Stahl. Um, if they make a bigger splash, obviously maybe they do one of their veteran forwards who are, very, who, you know, who have been here for a while. Mm -hmm. And that would really shake up your locker room. I don't think it would make people happy. So those are decisions I think they're going to have to think long and hard about and make sure they're doing it the right way. Um, you still have to value the people that are going to be here moving forward. 100%. And uh, I don't think you want to, you know, make them angry or upset because, you know, you like they're winning when they weren't expected to and then suddenly you don't supplement it. I don't know. How do you right. feel about it? Um, it's, it's one of, again, it's one of those conversations that I did not think that we were going to have this season per se. Like if you were, if we were talking about the deadline, the trade deadline in August, I'd been like, yeah, move whoever you want. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like you said, and, and this has been coming out like game after game when they are just, you know, proving everybody wrong. They're like this locker room, like the, and, and this is, it's important to stress that you kind of didn't feel this with previous, like in recent years with this team. Like you felt like there was a little bit of tension in there, like between like coaches or players or coaches or blah, blah, players, blah, blah, blah. But everybody right now is so tightly knit. Like you had said, mm -hmm. there's, there's respect, there's, there's confidence. There's this kind of like everybody working in like full cohesiveness and cohesion cohesiveness 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 yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> it's a monday <laughs> that word was right you were right thank you i gotta stop down myself right, right? no gotta believe. um you gotta believe <laughs> a little tugger right there That's right. <laughs> we're just quoting everybody <laughs> um no but i just think it's really important that the players are consistently stressing how like well-respected and tightly knit this specific group is. So it really does kind of draw into the question where, yes, it is a rebuild, but if they're playing well come the deadline, like what is going to happen? Yeah. Like, like it, you said it perfectly. Like it could really throw a wrench into things in terms of chemistry in the locker room. If you get rid of one of these top guys, if you get rid of one of these guys that came in, I really wouldn't have expected to sit here saying, I don't really know about moving Sean Walker right now. Yeah. But he's played so well. He's been so consistent, and he kind of just fit right in with Philly. Yeah. Yeah, GMs, I think, always fight that at the deadline. Most GMs, when their team's in it, they reward their team by, one, not breaking things up, mm -hmm. and by adding around the margins, like saying, hey, you guys have put yourself in a position to do something. We're going to add to it. We're not going to break up what's here. Um, you know, a lot of contending teams shop draft picks, and they bring in players. They don't subtract. To me, Nick Sealer is like a really good example. If the Flyers are in it, Nick Sealer is like a glue guy. But yeah. He's beloved in the locker room. He is a team-first guy. The head coach loves him. Um, he is such a uh, like linchpin to the team mm -hmm. that if they were to trade him, I really think deep down it would bother some players in the locker room that they did that when the team put itself in. Mm -hmm. So well, I think that that's that's a big point of why Lawton wasn't moved this offseason. There sure. was so much like talks that like maybe he could have gotten like a first round pick yep. out of moving Lawton. Lawton's the only person that has a letter on his sweater right now. Yeah, it's important for the locker room aspect, the ability of knowing where the team was versus how they want to be. And I just think that it's it's very telling. And I personally like I I respect the hell out of everybody for keeping Lawton. 
because I, I think that he's so important. And yes, you're just like, ah, he's like a third line guy. Like, we would, like you don't really expect. No, Scott Lawton is so important right now. I'm so glad that they didn't move him. And he's just, he's continued to use his voice to be a vet and to be this respectable player person in this league. And I like that he's considered one of the faces of this team. Yeah. You know, you don't, like, obviously you want huge, like, star power. But Lawton is a, he's one of the good guys in the NHL, period. And I'm really glad that they kept him. So I'm just like, it's a really interesting, like, teeter-totter of, like, who do you keep? Who do you move? Maybe do you wait until the offseason now? See what they can do? I don't know. We just have a bunch of misfits skating around and they're winning <laughs> hockey games. And I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I will. It, it, it's easy to say now that like the plan hasn't changed. And I think that's good for the Flyers that Briere is saying, hey, we're still rebuilding. We're still thinking future as well. Keeping the while, main thing the main thing. Yes, man. keeping the main thing the main thing. Another quote. But I think, <laughs> but I will really be fascinated to see where they are in mid-February, getting closer to March and what Danny Briere decides to do, because um, I really do think those decisions will be awfully, awfully tough. I do think they need to make future-centric decisions. I remember that. Um, I mean, their whole plan is not just trying to win one year. It's trying to build teams for consistent year-in, year-out contention. And uh, they are having a nice year, mm -hmm. but you don't want to – throw all the eggs into this basket for this season. You don't want to disregard the future. And that's one of the most difficult balances you can find. Sure. I mean, to me, Ron Hextall tried to do that. Uh, and I always thought, is this, is this too perfect of a plan? Like compete in the present, but uh, play the long game and think about the future. And it really seemed almost to be too pristine of a plan. Cause well, it's, it it's so tough to do. And it was, <laughs> it was, it turned out to be true. Did we, was... have, did we, did we get a cup during the hex yeah. era? No. So it was too good to be true. Right. Sorry. And that I think it hurts me deep. <laughs> and I think the flowers are going to, they're going to fight that same battle. Um, especially if they say how much they like this group, they, they, they really like the locker room. They think it's come together and believe it or not, deep down, John Torello knows this is a rebuild, but he likes to win. He likes to win. He likes to compete. He likes to prove people wrong. And he's done this in a lot of his stops where teams didn't have a lot of, um, a lot of cachet and they didn't have a lot of, uh, background, mm -hmm. uh, when he got there and then suddenly they're winning quickly and, and he's building something. I'm so. glad that he also acknowledged the win as just a really good win the other night against Colorado. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like every other time that they've won this season, he's just going to be like, yeah, we got other stuff to work on, though. Like, there's there's more to do. But sometimes it really is just important to be like, that was a damn good win. Yeah. And it was. So I'm just glad, you know, like, the Tortorella acknowledged it. He's like, yeah, the guys played hard. They, they fought full 60 minutes. That was a great game. It was a dominant game. They weren't just letting up like, yeah, like we're going to we're going to try and close this out with a one goal lead. They're like, we're going to squish them like a little bug. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened. So I just I'm enjoying so many different aspects of this season that I really wasn't expecting. I know it's still early on. There's so much to do. Who knows what's going to happen once the calendar year turns. But right now it's just. It's good, fun hockey. And I, I have a lot of people, you know, you know, tweeting me and they're saying for years, it's kind of felt like putting the flyers on has been a chore. Mm -hmm. They enjoy watching it right now. Yeah. And that is exactly what the front office like wanted out of this season is to just get people to be like, believe in us. We're trying to do this for you guys. And I feel like they're, you know, 
obviously a lot of that has to do with their performance, but they're playing well. Mm. So, you know, they're drawing an audience back and they're, they're becoming a really great topic of discussion right now. And it's, I, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It's really great that we're talking about a winning hockey team right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think, <laughs> Brooke, I think most fans, I really do think most fans uh, appreciate what they're doing and they like it and that it's enjoyable. It's a breath of fresh air, like <laughs> you said, I think for most of them. I really think it's a small contingent that are like, oh no, they got a tank to get top <laughs> picks. And to me, this is what the Flyers, again, this is what they promised. Uh, if you, if you, if you followed or read about that press conference in May when they announced Keith Jones and Danny Breer, it was all about getting back to what the Flyers do and thinking about the future, yes, and absolutely understanding it's a rebuild and there's going to be some patience, but getting back to putting a team on the ice that competes, wants to win, hates to lose, and I think most fans appreciate that. And when they start doing what they're doing now, I mean, they're not running away with the league, but they're, yeah, they're competitive. Mm -hmm. they, they've put up some fun wins, like they're in it to the end. That's all you can ask for. And if, you know, mm -hmm. you know what I think it's because they put the double logo back. At <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was <laughs> a big, it. that was a big that's decision. It. That's was, right. <laughs> man, I was so happy when they did that. And yeah. I feel like we haven't really spoke about that a lot. I, I love that nod where it's like, yes, we're moving into a whole new age or an era. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a new era of orange, but still respecting the old ways. And that very specific nod to Ed Snyder being like, this is this, that's for Ed. Beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. I think it just kind of righted the juju. The juju's back <laughs> the juju in a good back. way. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, it, it's little things like that where I'm like, eh, like it may not seem like a big deal, but in retrospect, it, it is. Like it's all these little things that add up to a huge little like ball of great energy. And that's the Flyers right now. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great little orb of energy. There you go. <laughs> wrap this thing up. Wrap <laughs> Brooke is saying wrap the pot up. And it is probably time to wrap the pot up. But it has been fun, though, talking about the Flyers picking up some wins uh, and making people interested in hockey in Philadelphia, Brooke. That's been, I think, the whole goal it's for all the I've, new management. It's all I've wanted yes. and more. It really is. <laughs> But, Brooke, thank you so much. We will see how the Flyers do coming up here. They got one more game on this road trip before they come back home, and we'll see if they can build on this and make for more fun discussion on this podcast, Brooke. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. Thanks, A big Jordan. thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru. And fans, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. We were live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. Thank you so much for listening. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank <laughs> you.